warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our program. Episode 007 of The Real Britannia Podcast, a very British podcast about very British movies with Scott and with Tony. Morning, Tony. Good morning. The episode that nearly never was. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time in the making this one, hasn't it? This is our third attempt at recording episode 7. Yes. We had high hopes and expectations, didn't we? It was going to be our Christmas episode. We, had, we sat down... About a week or so before Christmas. Yeah, it was lovely and festive in the room. It went well, didn't it? It was a bloody great conversation. It's probably the best one yet. <laughs> and we've recorded 13 minutes of it. <laughs> so you get to say, hello, and then it cuts off. Yeah, and, and we sort of wished festive Christmas greetings. and yeah. It was just all planned to be released just before Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We'll catch happy up with that. And, uh, and then we sat down that Sunday in the first week of February now, we sat down on Friday night, but we tried to do this again over Skype. And it failed. Spectacularly. Then we tried on another platform, and it failed. We tried even recording over Facebook, didn't we? Doing a video... And then we got desperate and rung each other, and it failed. (laughs) (laughs) So So I'm now here in person, in the band's lounge again. (laughs) It seems to be working. Yes, which is so good. So, so yes. Hello, everybody. Um, Happy New Year, as Tony says. And goodbye. We cut off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go. Double O Seven. It's it's the Bond episode. We, we're going to start the Bond retrospective here. Yes. Your idea, because you thought we yeah, have great opportunity for episode number. We can't let Double O Seven go by. Let's do it. Let's play the trailer. Yes. My name is Bond. James Bond. My instructions were implicit. I was to leave for Jamaica in two hours. License to kill. Now you maybe miss it. You don't miss a thing. I decided to accept your invitation. I have to leave immediately. Just as things were getting interesting again. Bond, 007, licensed to kill whom he pleases, where he pleases, when he pleases. From the elegant club rooms of Mayfair to exotic island night spots. Good evening. Who pays you? You. Tell us. A strange adventure of intrigue, treachery, and love. 
Mr. Bond. I was thinking, why don't you collect me at my apartment? It's lovely up here in the mountains. Her directions were easy to follow. And she sent a few of her friends to make sure I didn't get lost. She thought I was dead, but I proceeded to prove her wrong. I thought it was always polite to knock first. Before shooting. Honey, from our very first meeting, was everything her name implied. She clung to me like a wet bathing suit. But business as usual came first. The pace was killing. I thought you less stupid. I could have had you killed in the swamp. And why didn't you? You damaged my organization. Unfortunately, I misjudged you. You are just a stupid policeman whose luck is run out. Maybe it was my luck. Up to my neck in hot water. Or something blowing up in my face. You'll live dangerously with the superbly resourceful James Bond. The exclusive screen dramatization of the book that has entertained millions of viewers. The exotic and tantalizing Dr. No. Some people will go to any extremes for a little privacy. Dr. No. Released on the 7th of October, Tony, 1962, in the UK, directed by Terence Young, starring, of course, Sean Connery, Ursula Andress, Bernard Lee, Joseph Wiseman, and others. Some familiar faces in later Bonds aren't here yet. Miss Moneypenny's there, Lois Maxwell, but no Desmond Llewellyn. Could you give us a synopsis, please? Uh, the synopsis for Doctor No, 1962. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's you like that, don't you? Yeah. Thank you, a resourceful British government agent seeks answers in a case involving the disappearance of a colleague and a disruption of an American space programme. There you go. Sums it up nicely. Um, obviously the first James Bond movie in the series. Possibly not the first James Bond movie that you saw. It was probably up... I think it was more Piers Brosnan one, because when I was growing up... So Piers Brosnan was probably the first Bond. I know, yeah. But I know he's one of your favourite Bonds. Simply because when I was growing up, that had been a year and it was coming out, but it had been new at the time. So you'd have seen it and thought, right, oh, I like James Bond. This is yeah. this Piers Brosnan Bond thing. Yeah, and then we went... Right. Would you have made like a conscious effort to go back then to, to seek out the older Bonds, or would it have just cropped up on the TV? I think something? it's just probably what cropped up at the time, because I was still quite young. Um, and it was sort of like Sunday afternoon, the yeah. bank holiday viewing and that sort of yeah. stuff. But my parents always liked James Bond. Yeah. yeah, so that helps as well. But this is. But on. you'd never come across it until the Pierce Brosnan. No, era. not really. That's sort of my first memory. I probably had watched it in the yeah. past when I was a lot younger, because as everybody knows, it's always old crap on the telly yeah. in our house. And <laughs> always, always, yes. it's always on. <laughs> if it's not on the telly, if it's not on gold, it's on DVD. Nothing, uh, no new TV. Did your family watch soaps or anything, or any reality uh, TV? Oh no, no, God, no, no, no. filthy word. <laughs> I don't even watch it anyway, it's like a old shit. But yeah, but when I st- first started watching like the Brosnan stuff, it was we didn't even have any DVDs. 
we'd only just started to get DVDs in the house. Oh, so that's still about right then. Yeah. 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 So that was still cool. I remember our first DVD player. We still got it. Yeah, I know. Don't the work. Original. Yeah, yeah, don't work. They still got it. What? <laughs> they still can't, can't, can't bear apart with yeah, it. Yeah, well, I suppose it cost, it cost them a lot of money back in the day. It was a Sony one. But if it don't work, I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it either. Uh, it, I, I did a bit of research after we recorded the first of the attempts at this episode. <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? When did I first see this? Because mm. I was born in the 60s, but just at the tail end, 1969, as well you know. Mm. I thought, do you know what? I can remember watching it when I was about five or six years old, and it was the first Bond movie I saw. Mm. So I looked into sort of like TV broadcast dates, and it turns out it was the 28th of October 1975. It received its UK TV premiere on ITV, and then they showed every week all the Bond movies pretty much up to that, that point. Mm. And I sat and watched it, all my brothers, you know, big family that I've got, we're all there. Absolutely loved it. You know, I fell in love with James Bond right from the start. It was just, it, it's, it's a boy's movie, isn't it? I mean, a lot of action, a lot of explosions, yeah, the whole cars, everything that we want. Yeah, all the Bond movies are specifically um, sort of catered towards the male market. At the it. moment, it's, it's, the, it's maybe the way the world's going, it'll be different in the next few years. Well, there's been a bit of a sort of a upheaval this week, haven't they, about some, some of the newer. Well, the, the snowflake crowd, as they call them now, the younger, <laughs> the younger people with their delicate sensibilities have been re-examining them and thinking how misogynistic and rapey they are, which they are. Yeah, they are. But that was James Bond. That was his character. I don't really want to go down that road and get in that debate at the moment. But that was mainly the 60s, 70s, and 80s, anyway. Of course, it was. Yeah, everything was on like that. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, yeah, we could re-examine that side of it, but I want to sort of focus on just the legacy of the Bonds, this one in particular, and what it sets up. It's an important Bond. It, well, it's the first one, doesn't it? There's a lot of things here that carry on over the next 50 years. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that aren't here that sort of emerge over the next two or three. So let's start. I mean, at the very beginning... Straight away, the iconic gun barrel sequence and the James Bond theme. It's been in every single Bond film, pretty much, apart from a couple of the early Daniel Craig ones. Got reintroduced, didn't it, I think, for Spectre. Yeah. Classic. Absolutely classic opening. The introduction of Bond. Bond. James Bond in the casino. Is that used in every film? When he introduces himself? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. If it's not at the start of the film, it's definitely in the film. Because he always introduces himself as Bond, James Bond, doesn't he? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I was trying to think earlier this morning, actually, when I was sort of, sort of working out what we were going to talk about. Martini, shaken, not stirred, brought up in this one. Do you know what? I don't even... I've not even looked at it. I can't remember. I'm sure he orders a couple of drinks in the casino with Sylvia Trench. I'm, I swear he says something about martinis, but doesn't do the shaken. Because I'm sure stirred. he's in the bar the island, on an island as well, isn't he? Yeah. And um, the guy with sunglasses coming, I can't think of his name. Uh, Felix Lyle. That's him. Yeah. And I'm sure he orders one there. There actually. you go. So the martinis are pretty and much you, in You've happy, clappy man in the background and all the dancing. Like, ladies and gents, there is a point. In, <laughs> yeah. I, I pointed this out to Tony when he sat around here last time. There's a dance scene and the song is called Jump Up. That's it. Yeah. And if you look at one of the extras in the background that's dancing quite vigorously. He's been given some sort of he's on assistance. He is, isn't he? His <laughs> yeah. whole face is made out of rubber mm. and it is just shaking like, 
I'll tell you what it reminded me of. It looked like, again, very on PC, when Jim Davidson would do his impression of Chalky. Yeah. And he would do that face and that shaky face movement. I wonder how many people know who Jim Davidson is on this podcast, because there's a few people not in this country. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Google Jim Davidson, ladies and gentlemen. If you want, if you want some very unpc <laughs> comedy nowadays, but at the time, hilarious stuff. <laughs> we digress. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, but we talk about British comedy, don't we, along yeah. the way? So, very important part of of we what we're going to be talking about, you know. So we get all these bits and pieces that are, are going to be part and parcel of the James Bond franchise for the next fifty years. Money Penny. M. Q, who isn't Desmond Llewellyn. Mm. Now, I think I mentioned this to you. That guy that plays Q, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me, was Major Boothroyd in this one, which is Q's real name, was in The Night to Remember, the Titanic film. Yeah. Along with Desmond Llewellyn and two other guys that went on to play Q. Incredible, isn't it? I've just yeah. think it's one of the strangest facts we've sort of uncovered. that The four people that played Q, apart from Ben Whishaw, well, we we said it in other films, didn't we? There's a lot of carry-on actors that start. Yeah. They work together in other films, and they go into the carry-on together. And they sort of because of the you know the two big British you know like Rank and you know they were just this set of I don't know regulars that, that they just job. cross over. You'd see them in every film. Yeah, you'd see them in every film, um, but for good reason as well. Yeah, and what I'm going to do now we're sort of getting into the swing of things now. On the Stinking Paws, which is our sister podcast, we've got a Hall of Fame. We call it the Village Hall of Fame because it's nothing spectacular, you know. It's, it's nothing grand, you know. It's the Village Hall of Fame. And what we do is every time somebody is reviewed or mentioned on the show three times, we'll pop them into the Hall of Fame. Okay, so Sean Connery will pretty much get in the Hall of Fame very soon. By the yeah. time by the time we get to Goldfinger or whatever or Thunderball, Ball, he's in there, isn't he? Um, but, you know, I can see a few people cropping up regularly, like Sid James, because, you know, the comedy stuff and the dramatic stuff. Margaret Rutherford, who we reviewed in Trouble in Store, yep. will probably pretty much be in the Hall of Fame very quickly. And, and you know, sort of Jack Hawkins and Stanley Baker and... I think we John pretty much put the money on what we, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I, I've got a funny feeling, bearing in mind what you're choosing next, Trevor Howard's going to crop up pretty quick. Yeah. I think John Mills will probably crop up very quickly. And possibly, funny enough, Roger Moore. I don't know yeah. why, because I know you like Roger Moore quite a lot. And we've already reviewed The Man Who Haunted Himself. Yes. He's already got one up, you know, he's already got one, one yeah, foot in the he's door. In. Yeah. Michael Caine, I've got a funny feeling. Oh, cool. I, I might make a concerted effort to get him in there very quickly, actually. Yeah, yeah, Michael Caine, he'll be there. So back to Bond. Um, so... Bond films, you, you sort of went back and, and found the Connerys, the Moors. Actually, it would have been um, Timothy Dalton as well by then, because if you've sort of got introduced to Bond at the, the Brosnan era, yeah, and, and the George Lazenby, you'd have four previous Bonds to catch up on. Yeah. So, probably wasn't too difficult back then, because they were still being shown every Saturday on ITV. I think they're still on ITV too every week. Now. Yeah, yeah. Right, they've come up a lot now. So you'd have seen them. I mean, how many times would you say you've seen the average Bond movie? Probably two or three times. Not loads and loads of times, but they've obviously there's a lot of them anyway to get through. I can probably safely say I've seen each one at least ten times. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. To be honest, they're sort of on like a rolling watch list for me. I yeah. watch them in sequence. 
and it'd just be like, oh, I fancy a Bond movie. What am I up to at the moment? Mm. Right, I'll put the next one on. And I try to do that. And probably once a month, I'll watch a Bond film. Yeah. You know, so every couple of years, I tend to rotate through the whole lot. It's a great Sunday afternoon film. Saturday nights, I tend to put them on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put your feet up, have your dinner, watch it in the background. Because they're so familiar as well. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have to answer the phone or, you know, let the cat in, whatever it may be, because you can just come back to it and think, do you know what, I haven't, you know, I know what I've missed. Yeah. Because they are so familiar. They fall smack bang into the real Britannia wheelhouse here because it is very British movies. What more could you ask for? This suave, debonair, womanising heart man. It's, it's, as the promotional blurb said for Dr No, women want him, men want to be him. Yeah. That sums him up, I think, didn't you? We don't want to be James Bond, really, would we? Anyone who's a fan of James Bond wants to be James yeah. Bond. As I said at the beginning, fast cars, fast women. I mean, we're not going to focus too much on the ins and outs of Doctor No. It's more sort of like setting up the legacy here. Yeah. Because everybody is familiar with it. It made a star of Sean Connery. It's it set the template for the future Bonds. And as we go through the series, you can see things developing. Things in the early Bonds get dropped quite quickly as well that don't work, you find out as well. I've got an idea you've told me this. Who's your favourite James Bond? Pierce Brosnan. It is Pierce Brosnan because he's your first Bond. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying he's the best James Bond. But he's your favourite. Who's the best? (sighs) See, I like more. No no problem with that. No. I've got no problem with you liking Roger Moore because a lot of people say not the best Bond, but a lot of people's favourites. And I, I think a lot of it is influenced like... Bit like Doctor Who, whoever your first Doctor Who is your favourite Doctor, you know. The first Bond you see, I think, becomes your favourite Bond. I see a lot of Roger Moore in mm. Piers Brosnan. Okay. Quite cheeky. Yeah. Um, sort of quite tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And Sean Connery tries to be that, but it's done really well. But it's early days. It is very it? early days, yeah. And, and it gets to be a bit over the top. Yeah. The comedy stuff to all sort of like Diamonds Are Forever, which is probably one of the worst Bond movies um, almost quite cringy some of it it is it's too forced isn't it as yeah. well so you know as we work along we'll be dis- you know discussing that side of things I honestly couldn't pinpoint my favourite Bond no my favourite Bond is probably the one I'm watching at the time yeah it's like I watched the last Bond I watched which was last week which is generally regarded as one of the worst Bond films was A View to a Kill do you know what I was going to have to say this mm. I like Duran Duran in it, they're quite good. Yeah, but I like I like View to a Kill. It's Roger Moore's last one. Yeah. The guy's mid fifties. Yeah. Way past his sell by date. But there's just something about that particular film that I just like. That one's just I don't know, because it is that little bit over the top. Um you've got Patrick McNee in it and Grace Jones and, and Christopher Walken as the villain, you know. And I, and I like that one. I do like that one. It might be the fact that it was the height of the video era. It was 1984, I think it was. I was 15 years old. We had a video recorder. You know, it's probably one of the ones I watched endlessly about the time. Yeah. Not my favourite Bond movie, but it's just one that I've got a great deal of affection for. Yeah. So I'm not overly struck on Daniel Craig as a Bond. He's just got this attitude about him I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know when he first was on the scene, everyone was creating, he's the first blonde Bond and... Yeah, but they weren't looking right at the man. character, were they? they yeah. Were just, yeah. But 
I've got a little parcel that he's just he's got this attitude about him which you, I don't like. None of the Bonds were exactly as Ian Fleming wrote it. No. He was he hated Sean Connery. Yeah. Well not hate him because he was Scottish. See that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it wasn't not strictly because he was Scottish, but because he wasn't English as he de- depicted him in the books. Yeah. But you know, it, well, he is the iconic James Bond, Sean Connery. If it wasn't for James Bond, I don't think he would have or have had the career that he did have. Because mm. before this, I don't know if you, have you seen any of his stuff before Bond. A lot of comedies with Alfie Bass. He was in one called On the Fiddle. I um, might have actually, yeah, I think that's the one I've have seen. Yeah. I've seen him in one thing other than James Bond. There's um, uh, what is it? There's there's a Disney thing called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Where he plays an Irishman. He's in that. Couple of other bit parts, you know, and we can confirm since our last episode he is not in Night to Remember. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's, yeah. Um, there is photographic evidence. We we found it on on YouTube and, and sort of the internet. Um, yeah, there's a photo of a guy in a sailor's cap that looks a bit like Sean Connery, and he's nothing like Sean. Oh, but he's not Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have confirmed that, ladies and gents. Um, <laughs> so. Pierce Brosnan favourite Bond. I think I asked you this on one of the many times we tried to record this show. Your favourite Bond movie. Have you got one? Because I don't know if I can pinpoint one down. Oh, blimey. You know, I don't think I have. I think you said Goldfinger's a bit of a favourite. Yeah, Goldfinger's a favourite, but I don't think I've got a favourite no. definitive James no. Bond. It's like you said, they're all... It's as, as you watch them, I think, yeah. oh, I like that one, that's my favourite. Yeah. And then I watch the next one, I think, no, I like that one. You know? yeah. For years, my favourite was You Only Live Twice. Right. Donald Pleasance, Blowfield first gets introduced. To me, it's the classic, if you ask what a classic Bond film is, that's the one. Mm. The whole setup is is the template for a Bond movie. Evil villain wanting to take over the world with a you know an underground lair, and yeah. you know the Bond three Bond girls. The, you know, so it's all set up exactly how a Bond movie should be. Apart from the beginning, funny enough, which doesn't take place in M's office, it takes place on a submarine, I think. Yeah, because he's buried at the beginning at sea. Isn't That's it, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fired out yeah. in there. But for years that was mine. But then Goldfinger and from Russia with Love, the one we'll be doing next time. Although it's still one of the slower, more plot-heavy Bond movies, I like that one with Robert, Robert Shaw, and mm. you know it starts finding its feet. The series because the theme tunes introduced Matt Munro, um, everything you know it just all starts coming together by number two. Her Majesty's Secret Service on Her Majesty's Secret Service that's a good one. Widely regarded now as a bit of a classic. Yeah. Wasn't at the time because of George Lazenby and people going, oh, he's not Bond, he only made the one movie. Yeah. But if you look at it, that is a bloody good Bond film. Mm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to working my way through this. As I say, we're not going to focus too much on the ins and outs of Doctor No. All we do know is it's a very, very important James Bond. Yeah. And without this, there wouldn't be Bond. It's very slow. Yes. We, we both agreed it's very slow, but the books were, you know... It, it seems to work. I mean, the car chases are of their time, that projection, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But he's a, a heartless bastard in some of these scenes. He shoots a guy in the back, you know, at one mm. point. The classic scene with the spider crawling up him, there's... Oh, and actually it was on the glass. Yes. Yeah. He's actually scared of spiders. Yes, he was. Um, good point to bring up, at the, good to bring up at this point. Episode 8, 
of this particular podcast. We're going to give you a bonus episode for episode eight, which is the sister podcast that I do, which is Rainbow Valley, which is the history of the you know all things nineteen sixties. And I recently done an episode on the birth of Bond on the big screen and how Doctor No came to be written and Cubby Broccoli and Albert Saltzman bought the rights and adapted the book and how and there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff on there two hours of, of Bond loveliness so that's coming up and it shows and it, I sort of describe how that scene was done with the spider and how the casting was done and that's coming I'm going to actually release it immediately at the same time as this one so you're going to have two episodes for the price of one Look at that. And you haven't even listened to it, have you? No, no, on purpose. <laughs> oh, I've right. not listened to it because yeah. I didn't want it to taint our review today. So oh, yeah. what I shall probably do is I won't I never listen to these ones back. Do you not? No, I don't. I, I, I never actually... listen to anything that I've taken part in. Oh right. So you don't know that I actually cut everything you say. <laughs> <out. laughs> it's actually it's just, just got talking to yourself for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I just I made a rule when I went on the I think it was episode twelve of the Stinky Paul yeah. podcast. I've never actually, never actually listened to that one back. Tony, you're not too bad. You're not good, but you're not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> never said I was good. You've never listened to any of the shows. Not that I've been on. That you've been on? No. No. Incredible. No, you don't None play don't play until No, no, I'd rather not listen wow. to myself back. Okay. I don't think I could listen to myself back. <laughs> I sound like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. I thought you, you know, you know does, does the other half listen to them? Um, I don't know. I told her to. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> rate these up. Doesn't mean a thing. No, she might be. Yeah, but no, I, I sort of took a lot of inspiration from some of the actors we sort of reviewed in the past. Yeah. They don't watch their own work back. Okay. Um, and I thought, you know what? Well, actually, I'd rather not know. Rather not know how bad you are. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, Tony. If it was if it was crap, I wouldn't put it out. Mate. No. It's fine, absolutely fine. Um, right, we're not going to go in depth on Doctor No. It's more sort of setting up the legacy of the Bond movies that we're going to re- be reviewing in order. Anything you want to add on on Doctor No or James Bond in general, mate? You like them? You love? Yeah, them, I like them. If it's the first time you ever watch Bond and you you watch it from Doctor No, don't be disheartened. Is all I say. We had this conversation with about Norman Wisdom, didn't we? Yeah. Don't get too down the dumps over the first one because would you say there's a better starting point then and then then go back like would you say watch the Brosnan ones and then go back to this no I think you should start from the beginning yeah so you can see it develop okay because that's where I think that's where I'm annoyed really that I managed to get it from quite a high point and I've gone back to see that I'd rather have seen it from the beginning and see and how it, it goes. Yeah, see how it progresses and how much better it becomes over time. Yeah. It's but not a bad it, film. We're not saying it's, it's No, it's film. not a bad film. It's not a good film, but it's a very important film. Yeah. Um, it's a historic film. Oh, God, very important, especially for the you know, regards of the British film industry. Yeah. Because um, as we said already, if it weren't for this film and the people taking a chance, because I suppose at the time it had been a right old risky it was. I mean, if you listen to the um, the Rainbow Valley episode, which is coming up after this, there's the whole um, sequence of events that led up to Broccoli and Saltzman buying the rights. Mm. Um, Saltzman made a ridiculous offer to Ian Fleming because there wasn't a lot of time left on the you know the time scale he had to buy them, and Fleming wasn't particularly well at the time as well. So he wanted you know a deal done, so he had a bit of a legacy for his family. You know, so he needs a bit of you know, money in the bank, even though he was quite a rich man himself. 
And even the fact of how Doctor No came to be the first Bond movie, because there was about seven novels already released, I think, at the time. Mm. And it was sort of financial, you know, because Goldfinger would have been too expensive. Um, Casino Royal was tied up in litigation because the rights to it were held somewhere else so they couldn't film the first novel, which was Casino Royale. Mm. And that didn't get sorted out until the Daniel Craig era. You know, yeah. That went on forever. But yeah, it's an interesting choice that they went with, but you can see why. Yeah. Because the budget the budget was $140,000 in total, I think. So they couldn't actually cast anybody famous. Cary Grant was going to be one of the first choices. Mm. But instantly, if they've only got $140,000 to play with, he priced idea. himself out of, the, you know, out of it already. I mean, David Niven was up for it. Um, Roger Moore was even considered, but he was too young. Yeah. Too baby-faced, apparently, but they thought. But it's interesting. If, if uh, Go back and have a listen after this to our next episode, episode eight, which will tell you the whole gory details of how Bond came about. So that's Doctor No. We'll be doing From Russia With Love in a few months' time, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have... Fancy uh, another Bond film, and we'll actually discuss that one a bit more in depth, I think, as to the film itself rather than James Bond, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, take a short break. We'll be back with what we're watching next time. Okay, what we're watching next time. Episode 8, as we say, will be a special bonus episode, Rainbow Valley, the making of... James Bond, The Birth of Bond on the big screen. So a little bonus episode coming up immediately after this, so you can download both episodes together. So the episode nine will be your choice, Tony. Yes. Now, I sort of had this impression that you were going to gear towards a lot of comedies. But you've made a conscious decision, haven't you, not to? I have. I was scrolling through the internet. Yeah. And um, I found a list of old films from Britain. Okay. Okay. What I'm going to do, I'm going to put them in my laptop, yeah. iPad even, and jumble them all about, and I'll just pick one at random. Okay. Uh, so there's a bit of everything in there, and a lot of them, I've, I've made sure the only ones that I put on there are ones that I've not seen. Okay, and is this spanning all the years, is it? All the years. We're going all the right years, back 30s up to the 2000s. Up till now. Right, okay, so um, how many films on the list are you? Oh God, there's hundreds. Okay. There's, hundreds. <laughs> there's years worth for us. Okay. Um, obviously, every now and then I'm going to throw one in that I do know and love. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. And we'll go back to the Norman Wisdom and the Carry Ons, yeah, the James yeah. Bonds, that sort of thing as well, yeah. But this time round, I've gone from a film from 1945, yeah. which I do believe the Stinking Pools have reviewed. We have. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this conversation is as if it's going to be a surprise, but I know what you've chosen because we've recorded this episode so many times now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I will act surprised when you tell me. Yeah, so um, three, two, one, and Scott's going to act surprised. Ready? Yeah. Brief Encounters. I love that film. There we Ooh. go. Isn't that good? Did <laughs> <laughs> you know we're also qualified actors? Yeah. <laughs> Brief Encounters, Celia Johnson, Trevor Howard, Stanley Holloway's in it. And directed by David Lean. Superb. One of my favourite directors. A lovely drama romance next time. It's Just to break it up a bit. The quintessentially British stiff upper lip movie. And for a romantic movie as well, it is just so 
stayed and like I say stiff up a little bit so you're you're, you're starting to love you and all that lot but there's so much to this film I don't think Charlie had seen it when we reviewed it on Stinking Paws and he absolutely adored it and we got our good friend Adam from the Secret History of Hollywood and the Outboy Clarence podcast do a little segment as well because he loves the film um I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen it for about a year or so, and it's one I watch quite regularly, actually. Because it's if if you want to watch a British movie, that is the one to go for. And another reason I picked it. Mm. So um, I'm going to watch it, and yeah. then we're going to review it. I've not seen it yet. Yeah. I've not done any homework on it, so I can see it all fresh in my mind. Well, for a bit of luck, we might get that out for Valentine's Day. Hopefully. Yeah, not too far. See how we go. See, see if I can be asked to edit this one. If not, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Tony, <laughs> you've just jinxed it. Tony's <laughs> <laughs> been a pleasure as always, my friend. Thank you very much, and we will speak to you all very soon Couple in of weeks. episode eight. Bon voyage. Good luck. Thank you. Hand up, sir.